This episode of The Curly Critics is brought to you by our Patreon. You can support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash curlycriticspod. We have tiers from $3 up to $15, where you can talk to us on Discord, join our pen pal postcard group, or get our weekly bonus episode, Very Curly Talking. From WBNE. Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Jade. And we're the Curly Critics, and today we're talking about the Order of the Phoenix movie. <laughs> I... <laughs> movie. I forgot to look up any information for this. Um, it came out in 2007 directed by David Yates Great. by Warner Brothers like the rest of them. <laughs> Music by Nicholas Hooper. Gross. Who I think did the last one. If I remember correctly. Well, far as I remember, there wasn't a whole lot of score in this movie anyways, so... Oof. <laughs> Not to be confused with, I thought the use of silence in the Dumbledore-Voldemort fight was actually creative genius, but none of the other score was really, like honorable mention worthy <laughs> i like the friend and george fireworks score oh yeah that one is really good and honorable mention to the scene where harry's writing the letter and just music played over like him like walking up to haggard hut i've decided that that's my favorite cinematic technique <laughs> but i have no idea why it was in this movie <laughs> Great. Stellar. This movie started with me going, I'm really impressed with the movie's ability to take all of the like 200 pages of this book that we don't like and compress it to like 30 minutes. And then it ended with me being disappointed with everything else. (laughs) See, I liked this movie a lot better than the other ones. I think just because it's newer, it's better quality, the acting's better. I thought it was just overall a better quality movie than the others. Ah, yeah. It looked better, but I think the writing of it, it cut a lot out. Yeah. And a lot of I mean, it had to. There were 870 pages. Yeah, which, like, obviously was going to happen, but, like, the things that they chose to cut out made the major plot points of the movie not make sense. Yeah. Like, we got 30 seconds of Harry saw Mr. Weasley get sick, or get attacked by the snake, and then all of a sudden we're back, and Mr. Weasley's fine, and we still got Grop for some reason. Yeah, I wasn't mad about that, but... I was just, like... Watching the Grop scene, I don't know why Grop offends me so much, but he really does. But I was watching that, and I was like, why in the world do they give us this half-giant and cut out Weasley as our king? Um, anyways. In a turn of events, it's not Jade yelling about the lack of Quidditch, it's Carrie. (laughs) (laughs) That's not even, you know what, you can die on that hill. I'm fine. I just think the Quidditch stuff in this book was one of the most exciting parts of this book, and they cut it out. 
That's because they're... Okay. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) Did we enter an alternate dimension? (laughs) Because it had nothing to do with the actual playing. That was all just like the taunting and the, you know, like the... What's it called? I don't know. The mocking? Yeah, just whatever. Stuff like that. It wasn't really about the game, necessarily. Yeah. Did you really want to watch Ron suck for ten minutes? Like, no. I don't know how to (laughs) respond to that. (laughs) But we got, like, the book had, like, at least two Quidditch chapters. And this one didn't, like, the movie didn't give us anything. Not surprised. I just... After last go-around, we got, like, two chapters, and then it was, like, a whole ten seconds of just crumb. And then nothing else. We did get the cool, we rescued Harry broom scene. Which I was, like, laughing... I don't know why I paid so much attention reading this book to, like, the extra characters. But, like, I was laughing that they just, like, hired these people. So, the on the rescues committee, it was, like, mm-hmm. Remus Kingsley, Tonks, Mad-Eye, Emil Vance, and Daedalus Diggle. Mm-hmm. And Remus wasn't there. But they, yeah. they hired extras to play Emmeline Vance and Daedalus Diggle. And I was like, why would you do that instead of just putting Remus there? Oh, what the heck? Like, no, I noticed that. I was like, where, where's my guy? Where's he at? He was at Black's house and they were sitting and like Sirius had his arm around, like on the back of his chair. And I was like, what is this? (laughs) (laughs) What did we just walk into? I, like, rewinded it so I could watch that, like, two-second clip. And I was like, what is this? Oh, my gosh. I just feel like the the things they chose to keep the same and the things they cut out were weird. Yeah, it makes sense when you've read the book and watched the movie. So it was hard for me to see the difference because I was just watching the movie for the first time trying to soak all that in not really going how this movie I wasn't so much focused on how it would affect people who haven't read the book because I was more invested in this movie because I liked it more that's great (laughs) I'm trying to look up I need to open the movie. I feel like there was barely a train scene in this movie. Yeah. Like, not really. There wasn't any prefect stuff. Which is fine. Yeah. I mean, they were at the station, and they were kind of hanging out on the train. There wasn't really a huge scene in the book either. No. But I was like, is there a train in this? And of course there's a train in it, but I was don't remember seeing the train. So, there's a train, but 
Barely. <laughs> I think our I think we just have some weird like role reversal happening. I don't know what happened. Do I need to open a spreadsheet or something? I have three open, four open right now, so I think you're good. Yeah. Maybe you're just taking on both of our roles, and I'm your co-host, some random person on the side. (laughs) Curly critic number three. (laughs) Well... Trying to think of a combination of our names, and I can't think that fast, so. It's like if bacon and eggs had biscuits on the side, like. (laughs) Know what I mean? Carrie Jade and that other girl. (laughs) Yeah. Like, what? So, what are your notes? Do you have any notes? Comments? I don't... Fits of rage. (laughs) I don't know why I wrote serious please. Like, there's no context. I remembered one of my mental notes. Nice. I just... I do not know. There's zero context. It's just serious please. Same. It's probably the train scene where he came as a dog. Probably? I don't know. He probably said a bunch of other dumb stuff, too. One thing is, in this movie, that he seriously like, pulls out the picture of the old Order of the Phoenix, and he's like, oh, there's Frank and Alice, there's um, James and Lily, and here's Marlene McKinnon, who we never see, and she's never mentioned again. And I'm like... <laughs> Why would we choose to mention her? Like, I love Marlene. The fanon has done great things for her. But why? <laughs> why not, like, oh, there's Remus, and oh, look, there's me. There's Aberforth Dumbledore. Like, people that come up in, again. Uh, don't know, buddy. It just, like, bugs me. I just... It doesn't really bug me. I think it's funny. But what were they thinking? <laughs> a lot of stuff in these movies is is very nuanced. Like, you would not understand half of the things going on if you didn't read the books. Like, I wouldn't understand anything that's happening. Honestly. I feel like, one, they don't enunciate very well. And that's just been a problem all of these movies, is they just don't enunciate, so I can hardly understand what they're saying. (laughs) And then it's just like these little side things that they barely ever cover, but are actually really important for the plot. (sighs) Yeah, they also talk really quietly. Yeah. The volume on this movie was a mess. All of the conversations were so quiet, and all of the, like, Anything related to the action was so loud. Most movie mixes are just terrible. Yeah. Um, but the way that Sirius was written in this movie was very fatherly. Yeah. He's just, like, there, like, lurking around, like, encouraging figure. 
the whole time. The scene where he's showing Harry the tapestry and then he's like, one day we'll be a real family. I was like, first off, that hurt. Second, that's just too fatherly for the Order of the Phoenix series that we got in the book. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you couldn't understand a lot of the moodiness if you only had two hours. Yeah, that's another thing is that this is the longest book, but the sh- like shortest or one of the shortest movies. SMH. You so, want to know why? <laughs> why? 200 pages of cleaning. <laughs> that's okay. why. But there's still 600 pages of intense plot. Yeah. That they cut down to an hour and a half. Yeah. I'm just saying. I don't know if I'll ever not be mad about it. I'm pretty sure. Just t-shirts to say 200 pages of cleaning. (laughs) I'm gonna lose my mind. (laughs) Like, I can't. Yeah, I don't know, like, and they just, they needed a reason for Harry to be upset when he died. Yeah. Like, if he wasn't super fatherly, if he was super moody and distant, it wouldn't make any sense. It'd be like, why is he so upset that he's gone? Like, he wasn't even nice to him. I didn't like that scene either, but we'll get to that. (laughs) What? The death scene. I didn't like it. I liked the after part, but the actual death part, I was like, this is stupid. Oh. We'll we'll get to it. We should go in somewhat chronological order. Um. What training scenes? I don't... Oh, the, um... It was like the training scenes are really good. The ones in the room of requirement like those that um montage was really good i enjoyed that a lot i love how the movie directors of all of the movies were just like oh dobby does this give it to neville this is the second (laughs) time that dobby has done something and they've just been like neville can do it great (laughs) yeah i like the da scenes yeah um, I really liked the part where it's Harry and Cho, and it's like, what are Nargles? I have no idea. <laughs> and then they make out. <laughs> I feel like they could have cut Cho, the whole Cho plotline from this movie, and it would not have changed. Oh, yeah, and the whole, like, her snitching on everyone. Because she's just, like, they, like, kiss. And then there's, like, a scene later on where they're, like, walking down the hallway together and Hermione's, like, Hagrid's back. And then Harry, like, leaves Cho. And then the next time we see her, she's snitching on them. Yeah. And so it's, like, you have Cho in here for three scenes. While, like, in the book, the Cho stuff made up 75% of Harry's inner monologue. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, obviously, he's a dude obsessed with a girl. Right. So, but it's, like, because we don't get Harry's inner monologue, like, we could have just done without it. Yeah. I mean, I liked that they brought up Cedric when he, when she was talking with him. 
And of course, they had to keep in the part where they're talking about the kissing by the fireside. Like, that's hilarious. Gotta keep that in. Yeah. So, you kind of had to have a reason for that to happen. That was a great scene. Loved it. 12 out of 10. (laughs) Best comedy. I like the way Luna's introduced. Yeah. She just... The way she's introduced is so mysterious and airy, even more than in the book. When the book is just like, she's weird. And in the movie, she's like, I can see them too. Yeah. I don't know. I felt like she didn't do a whole lot this movie. That's where I was like, you introduced this entire new character for what? Yeah. Luna doesn't get what she deserves. Yeah. In the book or the movie. I like that Luna tells Harry about what the Thestrals are. Mm-hmm. Because it really grounds that point of, like, they're similar. They understand each other, even if Luna's way different and thinks way different. Yeah. Like, she's Harry, just... you're not crazy. Yeah. She just pulls meat out of her pocket like a freak. <laughs> It's fine. How did Mickey G find out about Umbridge's punishment? Because she's like, you can't be treating students like that. That's abusive. In the book, like, Lee Jordan has a cut like that. There's, like, like, one sentence where... Harry's like, Lee Jordan was clutching his hand. I recommended Mertlap. So, I guess we just have to believe that it was happening to another student and they told McGonagall. Yeah, it was just weird. I was like, she's yelling about this and questioning Umbridge's authority, which is fine. But Harry made such a big point about being like, no, I'm not going to say anything. And then suddenly she just knows. Yeah, I think a lot of the reveals in this movie fall flat yeah like Seamus suddenly believing Harry literally no reason for that yeah did not make any sense or matter yeah because the fight between them honestly like what'd you say about my mom (laughs) nothing who cares dumb (laughs) that's why it's like they took they like flipped through this book and were like cutting stuff out and they were just like, now combine them. But like, they didn't polish any of the transitions and didn't look at it and go like, does this make sense? Yeah. So. No, I get that. Don't love I just, that. I don't know. It It's still one of those things where it's like, I read the book, so I have all the context. Now I just want to see this in person okay now i can visualize everything and it's almost identical not like transition wise or plot wise just all the lines all the scenes are just identical to how you picture them yeah i like that aspect of it it's just adaptations are just so weird because you're gonna change things And it's weird to watch it and be like, that's different, but that isn't. So I just, watching this movie and watching all of these movies, I've just been like, why did they choose to keep that the same but change that thing? 
Yeah. I just need to talk to a director. Be like, yo, what's up? Funding. Please explain these things to me. Actors being dumb. Writers being dumb. <laughs> you know. Oh my gosh. Kingsley just being like, Dumbledore's got style. I was like, yes, sir. <laughs> He's so good. Um, Okay, so I actually did like Grop, which is weird because it was kind of random, but then they tied it up better in the movie than in the book. So it made more sense. Yeah, I like that he came back and was part of the Umbridge punishment thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, if you're going to include him, having him there for that. Because I was watching, like, the Umbridge stuff at the end. I was like, okay, they're going to bring her to the forest. And I was like, they're going to bring her to Grop because we haven't even met the centaurs. Yeah. This movie. And then they still had the centaurs in, but they also had Grop. So it's like, okay. It's they didn't really need the centaurs, honestly. Right, it would have been fine if you had just done Grop. Yeah, but instead they had to have a mention of the half-breed thing, so she's all mad and racist, which is fine. Just another reason to hate her. Yeah, she's so annoying. I like yeah. the actor. Actress. Yeah. She does a good job. Yeah, she does an incredible job of me hating her, which is fantastic. Like, that's great. Yeah. Almost too well. (laughs) And just the outfit. The costume designers are great. Again, too good. (laughs) Um... The scene with the mass detention, that hit different, man. (laughs) (laughs) That was rough because you could just see everyone with those quills. I was like, oh my gosh. And then when Fred and George are talking to that kid, I can't remember who it was. But they're like, yeah, it gets better. It's okay. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. I love Fred and George. (laughs) They're just punishing little kids. (laughs) It's fine. The Phelps twins really understood the assignment. Yeah. Even just listening to interviews of them talk like afterwards, like we would do this on set. And I was like, you guys are Fred and George. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Speaking of those fireworks, though... Like, that scene was great. It was so good. I I needed them to ride away in the sunset. Like, I needed that. I wish we had seen the swamp and, like, more of the teachers being like, oh, no. But it was still great. Little Flitwick's little, like, yes. 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 That was so good. I was like, that's all I needed, really. (laughs) Flitwick is quickly making his way up in my favorite professors. Yeah, like, of the arts. so funny. Out here for pranks. 
Like, we stand Flitwick. Yeah. Especially really this movie, because just... we didn't get to see Harry's career interview. Yeah. It's fine. It happens, I guess. You would have thought, after all the paper stuff they go through, I literally... There's so many newspapers in this movie. I can't. I liked all those different things. Yeah. Where they're just going through all the different headlines. Like, that was pretty cool. But you'd have to, like, read super fast and know the context for everything to be able to read all of them. I think the way that they showed the breakout, the prison breakout, was cool. Mm Mm-hmm. Helena Botham Carter, crazy. Oh, yeah. great job at playing Bellatrix. She's like the Johnny Depp. She's just female Johnny Depp. She's just crazy. Yeah. She always understands the assignment because she's always nuts. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Love that for her. Yeah. Um... Oh my gosh. I put OMG pink pinata. <laughs> Love that. Just like hitting umbrage in the sky. Like that was so good. It's like nice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's fine. Oh my gosh. And then she's like, tell them whatever. <laughs> Harry deadpan is like, I'm sorry, professor. I must not tell lies. Oh, dude, I yelled at the TV. I was like, yeah, this is so good. Oh, Harry. (laughs) That was the best. Like, oh my gosh. And all of his outbursts and stuff actually made sense in the movie. Yeah. It was less like moody inner monologue angst and more just like, I'm stressed. Yeah, maybe that's what these movies are suffering from is the fact that they're having to show us what's happening without Harry's inner monologue. Yeah. And Harry's inner monologue is such an integral part of the books that it now explains we're like, like 90% of the plot. Because, like, every time we watch one of these movies, we're like, oh, it didn't, like, nothing was explained. And it's like, it wasn't explained because before, Harry figured it out in his own head. So how do you show that in a movie format? Yeah. They're just trying their best. I don't know if they're trying their best. (laughs) Uh, okay. I feel like they could have tried a little bit harder. But also... I've never made a movie before, so I don't know how hard it is. There's a lot of moving pieces. It's one of the most popular movie series, like, in the world, but okay. You're right. I just (laughs) haven't loved them. (laughs) Except for the third one. Oh my gosh. Apparently I need to rewatch the third one, because... It's just the aesthetic. Okay. Like, this one is all, like, cold, dark tones. Yeah. And the third one is, like, fall. That's what it feels like. Great. (laughs) 
<laughs> and it's got Remus and Sirius in it. Yeah. I was like waiting for it. Um, it also just looks good, too. Yeah. They showed the. They did show the scene with the Marauders. It was kind of like weird dream format, right? Yeah. I kind of liked the flashes of vision dreams that they kept doing because mm-hmm. it was consistent and it happened yeah. a lot like this book in this movie was like 85 percent harry's having dreams yeah so i liked that i just just weird was weird to show us the marauders taunting scene because we don't get any follow-through on it yeah because there's not a scene where harry's like my dad was a bad person <laughs> Yeah, he didn't go crying to the fireplace, like, why was my dad a bully? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's fine. And it made sense as to why Snape was all mad and everything, so they had to have it in there. It was just, like, weird. Yeah. Um... So, here we are at the death scene. That's my next note. Like, apparently everything else was just average, because I didn't say anything. The, okay, the death scene, the aftermath, Harry's grief, excellent. Uh. The death scene is literally just, Bellatrix like hits him with something and he just gives up. Doesn't he just fall over or whatever? Yeah, in the book, he gets hit with a stunning curse and, like, falls into the veil. Yeah. In the movie, I think they hit him with the killing curse. And so he's just, like, dead and falls in. Which is, like, fine. But I would have rather watched him get pushed in. Yeah. It, like, didn't, it felt, like, very anticlimactic. Yeah. And, like, he fell in so, like, gracefully. And I was like, none (laughs) of this. It was, like, a weird slow motion. Yeah. And then, like, all of a sudden, we're like, oh, he's dead. Like, I wanted it to be more shocking. Like, it was in the book. Yeah. I think the shock factor more came from the aftermath. Yeah. The silent scream... And Remus holding Sirius back is so painful to watch. Harry. Not Sirius. Yes, Harry. <laughs> I the was like, oh. Remus holding Harry back. Kid's really good at grief scenes, let me tell ya. Incredible. Yeah. And then we still got Le- Neville's, don't give it to him, Harry scene so line so shout out to neville that whole like sequence of events just felt anticlimactic yeah because they like i mean there wasn't enough time to do all the different rooms and like watch everybody get harmed but in the end everybody all the kids were just like standing there watching the order members fight yeah i mean (sighs) It would have been harder for all of them to get injured 
Like, that takes time to do and to show. I don't know. Yeah, but it wasn't even, like, they got knocked out, they got hit, somebody, like, they didn't have to do the way that they did it before, but, like, Hermione got hit, like, hit by a curse and was, like, knocked out. Jenny twisted her ankle. And so it's, like, those things you could have done, like, you could have shown in, like, two seconds. Yeah. And then be like, oh, they're out of commission. I think it would have been more visually cool to see them, like, on different levels. Of, yeah. like, oh, like, Hermione's on the ground. Jenny's, like, kneeling because she can't walk. And, like, these, like, different angles of, like, we are defeated and, like, watching them. Mm-hmm. But it's also a movie. I'm thinking of a stage picture. Of, like, if this was on stage, you would want that to happen. But yeah. But this is a movie, so. So it may not have had the same effect anyways. Yeah. But you're kind of right. They were all just kind of watching. Yeah. That scene did have really cool light and dark imagery. Mm-hmm. The Order members would fly around with light. And then the Death Eaters would fly around with darkness, and it looked really cool. And I was like, this is a great metaphor. I'm all over this. <laughs> yeah. 12 out of 10. Good job. <laughs> I have no idea how they're doing that. Like, Lucius just, like, disappears. And I'm like, bruh, what are yeah. you doing? <laughs> like, that didn't make sense to me. I was going, what is happening? What is he doing right now? It reminds me of Nico's shadow travel mm-hmm. and Percy Jackson, but, like, evil. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who's to say? Just kidding. We love Nico. Um, yeah, the fight with Dumbledore and Voldemort was cool. It wasn't as epic as I imagined it to be. But it was still cool. I thought it was pretty cool. I don't know. I just was imagining it. Like, I I didn't feel like I was like, oh, like, into it. I was just, like, watching it, and it looked cool. But, like, the stakes didn't feel very high. And it wasn't, like, on the edge of your seat kind of fighting. Yeah. It was just weird because it's, like, the big villain. And then old man and so it's kind of hard to build that up and i mean again from the book we're kind of getting harry's perspective so maybe he thought it was super epic and then in reality it's just like normal <laughs> <laughs> like just average <laughs> i don't Love know that. that's like a sorry excuse but it's also hilarious. I so. like it. <laughs> <laughs> like, Harry's like, oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And if anyone else were watching, they'd just be like, this is dumb. Why are they doing this? <laughs> yeah. I thought the possession thing, like, it was weird, but it summed everything up pretty well. Yeah, especially since they just had Voldemort, like, disappear. Yeah. He was just like, peace out, which I thought was weird. But you needed, like, there were more things that needed to be said. 
And so it made sense to have Harry do it because they haven't really addressed the, like, he's reading Voldemort's mind the whole time part of yeah. it. Anytime in this movie Harry's scar hurts, Daniel Radcliffe did not handle that well. <laughs> he was just, like, uh, uh, like falling on the ground very dramatically, like somebody who's fake fainting. <laughs> he doesn't clutch his head like once yeah. the whole thing. he's just like on the ground I mean they may not have asked him to I know I just feel like that would have been helpful information <laughs> the yeah like the fireworks scene when we find out that Sirius is in trouble Harry's just like sitting and Hermione's like oh no Harry's scar hurts <laughs> Yeah. Oh no, what happened? Like, <laughs> why is Harry being dramatic? Like, maybe he just got tired of standing. <laughs> yeah. Like, there is no, there's nothing happening. Oh my gosh. I can just imagine, like, movie Hermione and Ron being like, oh my gosh, what is wrong with him now? <laughs> like, I can't. <laughs> They're just sick of his crap. They're sick of his hero complex. <laughs> like, please, can you not for just one day? Please. But they can never tell him that because then he'll be like, um, I just faced Voldemort again. Yeah. Then he'll start yelling and get all mad. <laughs> Harry's just like... Harry has a hero complex, and so the books are just these, like, crazy, awesome adventures, and everything's just, like, normal. (laughs) In reality, like, Hermione and Ron are just like, whatever, dude, you're so weird, like, we're just hanging out with you because we don't have other friends, I guess. (laughs) I was like, Harry's weird, but have you seen Neville? (laughs) He talks to his cactus every day. Yeah, like, oh my gosh. See, I need to write these books, but in the perspective of, like, this is actually just really dumb. (laughs) Just from the perspective of one of Hermione's unnamed roommates. Yeah, like, what is he doing? Why is that Potter kid screaming in his dorm again? Or just, like, somebody from another house. Like, a random Hufflepuff who's just like, uh... Why are they always getting into trouble? I thought Slytherins were supposed to be the bad ones. Like... (laughs) I think there's... What's... Please hold my look something up. Okay, there's actually a musical about that. It's called Puffs. It's a retelling of the Harry Potter books from the perspective of the Hufflepuffs. A parody musical off-Broadway. I don't know what to do with that information. (laughs) Guess I'm gonna have to find it in 0.2 seconds flat. Honestly, you upset me. If you ever need... Okay... This is off the record. If you ever need, like, illicit Broadway content, slime tutorials, um, hook me up, because I probably have it. I probably have a Google Drive of it, 
or I've found it at some point, or it'll come into my YouTube feed conveniently enough, and I won't even have to look for it. YouTube just knows me really well, and the algorithm just understands me. <laughs> it's on Broadway HD. Not good enough. Which we don't have. <laughs> no. I'll find it. Don't worry. Our lives would be so much easier if we would actually just pay for Broadway HD. <laughs> no. I like doing illegal things. <laughs> All right. That was dumb. I don't. It's on YouTube. It's not. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's fine. We've all watched bootlegged movies and stuff on the internet before. Yeah. It's gotten so much harder to do that, though. Yeah. I watched all of the X-Men movies on a pretty sketchy website. <laughs> oh my gosh. Fun fact. I watched all of Psych Season 6 on a pretty <laughs> sketchy website. <laughs> and 7 did... and 8. Yeah, I think I did the same thing. Yeah, I think we tried watching it at the same time and we'd like have to let it load. and <laughs> Oh, those were simpler times. Definitely before it was on platforms, I remember watching season six, episode one, many times on illegal websites. Yeah. You have to, like, switch them up. It was a whole thing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Things were so much simpler ten years ago. <laughs> I was, like, five. Oh, my gosh. It was, like, ten years ago. <laughs> What? Season Season, 6? Season 6 came out in 2011. No! Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. Do you have any other comments about this movie? I don't know. My initial reaction was that I did like it. And I think I stand by that. I don't know. I didn't like it. Well, you also liked three a lot, so... (laughs) I'm looking at the rankings, though, and I don't know if I liked it less than one. Yeah. One is rough. One is, like, painful to watch. (laughs) Yeah. Five is just, I think it's just poorly written. But it looks cool. I went to the wrong Google Drive and suddenly I had Dear Evan Hansen OBC staring me right in the face. So if anyone needs that. Speaking of slime tutorials. <laughs> I don't condone this illicit behavior. No. <laughs> What do you rank this movie? Jeez. I gave three a seven? Oh my gosh. (laughs) What was I thinking? That is a good movie. 
oh, I'm gonna have to watch that again because I do not remember it having that good of an impact. Like, really. You have an entire column just to see if there's a train in it? Yes. It's an important part of our process, Jade. Oh my gosh, this joke has gone too far. (laughs) I almost went to go see a train today! (laughs) I told one of my coworkers that we, like, made a joke about trains on our podcast, and then he started talking to me about the big boy train, like, every day for two days. Nice! He was so into it. He was, like, telling Honestly, me all of this like, information about it, and I was like, I don't even care that much, but this is great. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, like, I freaking love it, man. I almost went to see it today, but then the traffic was so bad, it would have turned, like, an hour outing into three hours. Yeah. It was and so And it was raining bad. earlier today. Just all around, not a good experience. <laughs> yeah, so did not do that, was fairly bummed about it but i got to hear it see it in some video clips and whatnot yeah it has a cool whistle go listen to it (laughs) (laughs) for those of you who don't know the big boy train like went through our town last night and was like there today on tour or whatever because they like restored them yeah, it's going through, like, all of the U.S. It's pretty dope. I feel like this is something that will only, that only Ethan Edchill will care about. <laughs> I care about it? Besides us. Oh. I mean, of the listeners. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> someone better <laughs> tell him. <laughs> Shout out to Ethan. What's up, man? Ethan, I don't think your train knowledge is useless. I actually appreciate it a lot. Fellow Pharaoh Equinologist, what's up? (laughs) So, do you have a ranking? No! I just want to rank trains! Um, I don't know, like... Bonus episode of just us talking about (sighs) ranking trains. That'd be a rough episode. I don't know, like, an eight. Sure. I don't know. Man, I gave two a five. (laughs) I'm going to give it a six. (sighs) Whatever. Because I didn't like it, but I didn't like it less than one. Yeah. I feel like two is too high. But that's fine. So that gives it a 7.33. Yeah. Making it the third best Harry Potter movie. I mean, I wish it were higher, but I guess I can live with that. No, it's the second best. Just kidding. (laughs) I don't know how to do math. Yeah, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. What are you talking about? 73 is ahead of 70. What do you think the Rotten Tomatoes critic and audience scores are? Uh, critic 
65, audience 75. Um, I give the critic like an 80. And the audience like an 85. I can't type fast, apparently. Okay, this is critic 77, audience 80. 81. Just kidding. Well, I knew it was relatively high. Because it's decent, it's not bad. Yeah. It's like, I don't like it, but other people like it. So. Yeah. Maybe non readers like it more than you think. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea what the non readers think. (laughs) I'm above them. It's fine. (laughs) Now for the moment that I've been waiting for for like a week. Jade. What do you think the Half-Blood Prince is about? (laughs) Okay, so... (laughs) This is my favorite part of these episodes. (laughs) Listen, let me just... Think of it as like a Hallmark movie, okay? Oh, no. So... (laughs) You've got this prince, right? His name, Percy Jackson. He turns out he's a Half-Blood, right? Very cool stuff. Well, the long-lost princess, Annabeth Chase. And so we have this movie. <laughs> I guess we're going to talk about the book first. So it, you know, it's like totally Princess Diary style. It, yeah. Turns out the sixth Harry Potter book is actually just The Lightning Thief. <laughs> It's not the plot of the lightning thief. <laughs> there, there's no royalty. None. It's a completely different premise. They just happen to have the same name. So you're telling me that the sixth Harry Potter book is actually just a Persebeth royal AU fanfiction. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. Excellent. <laughs> Would you not want to read that? Like, I'm already thinking about looking it up after we're done. Like, it's just so good. I know there's hundreds. I know there are. I just read a book about royalty and, like, love, and I'm just really on the royalty trope. See? So this next book is going to be great. So I'm <laughs> I'm already excited for this next book because I really think it's going to fulfill all of those dreams. I really think it's going to meet all of our expectations. Is that your final answer? <sighs> what am I supposed to say to that? <laughs> I don't know if you just had a funny answer and then you had a national answer. Or if you're just sticking to the funny answer. (laughs) What makes you think that was the funny answer? I'm sorry. Do you have a funny answer? (laughs) (laughs) What if? (laughs) I don't know. There's not really much to top the whole, like, 
McDonald's order thing. It's true. Like, that was just on the fly. I've had, like, a week to think about this one, so. If it makes you feel better, the title of this book has very little to do with the actual plot. As do most, so. It's stupid. It is what it is. Maybe, maybe it's the it's about the artist formerly known as Prince. <laughs> That's where I thought you were going to go when you started this. I was like, she's going to talk about Prince. No. <laughs> Not even a little bit. But she went in a completely different direction. <laughs> <laughs> I opened up a whole new realm of fanfiction possibilities for you. What happens in the sixth book, spoilers, is that J.K. Rowling introduces to us that Prince is actually a half-blood wizard who was in the in Slytherin house the same year as Tom Riddle and they're like besties Slytherin house I just thought of one I don't know what house Prince would be in man what house would you think Prince would be in offensive to me I don't know probably like Ravenclaw okay that's what I thought of but I didn't say that (laughs) Okay, new poll on Twitter. <laughs> what house would Prince be in? Yes. I can't. Oh my gosh. So this everybody go lot. to our Twitter at Curly Critics Pod and vote on what Hogwarts house you think Prince would be in. It's not Slytherin. I'm so mad. The people are going to decide. What if... Here's another one. So, like, we just recently did a series on New Girl, right? And they meet Prince. So what if it's the whole royalty Percy Jackson thing, but it's Percy and Annabeth meeting Prince? Where does the half-blood come into it? It's Percy and Annabeth. Right, right, right. Sorry. The half-bloods... And Prince. They just forgot to put the and in there. In its translation from British English to American English, the and got lost. Yeah. So it's like super confusing and misleading, but then really, it's just these two random kids meeting Prince. It's a brief detour from Harry's journey. J.K. Rowling is like, we get enough of Harry. We don't need to see him this book. (laughs) That dumb idiot, like, thinks it's all about him. That's so dumb. Voldemort, who needs him? (laughs) Yeah, so that is my final answer. Um, That was a masterpiece. Thank you. Yeah, I honestly, that's my best work so far. (laughs) Do you want to tell the people how they can talk to us? (sighs) Yeah. I guess, like, Twitter and stuff. (laughs) Excellent. You know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Gmail, and Curly Critics Pod. The Curly Critics are a proud member of the WB&E Network, which has some other great shows to listen to, such as That's What I'm Talking About, which, if you couldn't guess, is a podcast about... Lord of the Rings. 
Here's a promo. Hi, my name is Mary Clay, and on That's What I'm Talking About, I'm experiencing Lord of the Rings for the very first time. I read the books, and now I'm almost done covering the movies. In a few weeks, I move on to reading The Hobbit, but there will always be a special place in my heart for Faramir. It is Faramir. I love him. In a weird way in which I both want to marry him and adopt him. (laughs) (laughs) He needs somebody to love him. I don't care how or who. He just needs somebody to love him. I volunteer his tribute. (laughs) Faramir, you have shown us your quality, sir. The absolute highest. That's what I'm talking about. New episodes every Tuesday, wherever you get podcasts. MC's the best. No cap. Everybody go home and listen to Princess Music. <laughs> yeah, you really need to pregame before this next episode. Yeah, yeah. If you're not... I said everybody go home, but this is an audio format. People might already be home. No, you need to go home and listen to his music. If you're on your way to work, turn around. (laughs) Get out. You need to stop. Have a magical Monday or whatever day it is. Yeah. Bye. Bye. (laughs)